Hi, I'm Cody Elaine Oliver. I created the popular Black Love docuseries with my husband after seeing the lack of Black people in media and entertainment in happy, loving relationships. We were actually being told there was a Black marriage crisis. So I asked Black people who were married what it takes to make their marriage work. And after more than 200 interviews, I've heard it all. So buckle up and enjoy getting the full story directly from the couples themselves. This is Black Love, The Interviews. How we, how we met. met. Now, it depends on who you ask how we met. The story, you know, the story's the same, but how we got together is a little different. <laughs> Uh, you know the story. Why it has to be? Different. It has to be like that. Well, how we met was her best friend. I used to sing with myself. It was me, Kirk Franklin, and a friend of ours, Daryl Blair. We, I passed her now. We had this group. We were cool. We were what you call city famous. We were famous <laughs> in the city. We were called the Humble Hearts, and it was three of us. And uh, we sang around. We were pretty good. Mm-hmm. We, we were really good, actually. So her, they were okay. They they was alright. Her all right. friend uh, Nicole, which was called Nikki. Heard us singing in the choir, and we all had they the took, same chorus yes. class. And Nikki was like, you know, yeah, I got friends. You know, she she's sang, good. But I, I know somebody can sing better than you guys. She, yeah. She <laughs> gonna, like, throw that, like, arrogant. I know somebody, you know. So, it wasn't like, me. But she, it was her. Like, bring on, because ain't nobody scared, you know. And so she brought a friend, and we heard her sing, and we were like, whoa. Whoa, because our harmony was real tight. It was three of us. Yeah, it was great. But when she sang, it was like, no. I was all right. No, she was better than I. And so we met right there. And, you know, it was no interest because I had a few things going on on my own. You know what I'm saying? I have, That's when I still had my pimp call. What? Because I was still a pimp. I'm going to play it. Wow. <laughs> Who cares? And so <laughs> we met right there. And what was weird is we had never met, right? And that weekend, that same weekend. Yeah, I, to, I, I had a, I was singing at this musical and I was like, won't y'all come hear me? So him and Daryl came to hear me at this one musical. And then it so happened the whole weekend, we I was running, running into each, each other. other at different musicals. Cause it was all, for us to be young, you know, church was our thing and singing was our thing. So I ran into them at another musical where I actually got to see them. And I seen them you looking know, at me then. With the, like that. Not, not. With the audience. So, so, I mean, it's like they were really good. And I was like, these guys can really sing. So it was. And then so we just. I was impressed. I was impressed. We started to become friends. And that's how we you know, met. So how old were you guys? 19. Mm-hmm. Young and tender. Never been touched. Really? <laughs> <laughs> now I'm old and tough. Been touched a lot. <laughs> I don't know about all that. <laughs> when did it become more than friends? Actually, we were we were friends. We were playing. We were friends, and we were singing together. And then we still had the group. And then we started this other young group where we was starting. At our young age, we was trying to mentor other teenagers. So we encouraged them and we started, actually Daryl started another like choir in the area. We always had like a lot of people following us, even so, so as, we, as, as youngsters. So we were talking one day and we were just talking about kissing. And this is with, the, with all the other young people yeah. on the... So we're talking about kissing and... We like on Miss Van. Yeah, and so how the subject of kissing coming up, I don't know why we took it up on ourselves to like, be the you did kiss it. guru. Don't blame, see? You did. Don't blame all this on me. He was like, y'all youngsters, you know, I know y'all, you know, hanging out and all that kind of stuff, but it, just in case y'all don't know how to kiss, we're going to show y'all how to kiss because we were the oldest. Now, mind everybody. you, this is my own girl. Why would you say you're going to try to kiss? But you said it. And so we, I, I just leaned in and I was, did a little you smack. See, we did a smack kiss. That's all I was going to do. Okay. But when I went to do it again. So if you were just doing just a smack, why would you, if it was, that's all you were intending to do, why would you come in a second time? The same smack. But she, I mean, but I'm sure but, they all, it was a close quarters, we were on a van, so they could see that. Why would you open your mouth and put your tongue out? 
that was on the second time because you came back in, so I thought you was really trying to show them the depths and, of kissing. And the so, lies revealed. It is not a lie. The lie that's it's not it, a lie. Okay, answer, explain me. Now I never asked I this question. I never asked you this question. Why did you stick your tongue out? Because I, like I just said, I thought we and were. And we were friends. Them, I was. You were showing them how to kiss. We so didn't I say thought, tongue kiss. But that's a part of kissing. That's one form of kissing. So I just not thought, to your friend. Go ahead. <laughs> no. This it was some We kind of, were playing. It was some That's hit. how the Maybe. first sexual encounter happened. Oh my God. Don't get embarrassed. Oh Lord. Do you want to know why how that I happened say, too? Why did I say yes to this? Because yeah, you you had you asked oh for God. see I stopped by I'ma tell you how the first thing. No, but what she, that's not what she okay, there was ahead. some chemistry, you know, but I knew I liked him, but you know, one thing, one of my sisters told me, you never ne- let a guy know first that you like them or never tell them that you now, love tell you them how, first. Okay, before that. So that's why, but I knew there was chemistry, as she was saying earlier. Now, I'm going to tell you how cool we were. This is how close friends we were. She was at the hospital when my first child was born. She was there as my friend. Yes. Like 21 hours of labor. You're like, you don't have nothing else to do. Come to the hospital. I was hang out off with me. the next day from work, so yes. She just came out. That's that's how that's how much friends we became. We became that great of friends to where, like, let's just hang out. You come hang out with me with my first child. We were just cool buddies like that. Until I stopped by a house. I was supposed to be go look for a job one day. And I'm supposed to go look for a job. And I'm but just But the thing tri- is, he didn't even call. He just stopped, stopped by. by. I was stopping by my homegirl's house. Oh, okay. Oh, girl. No, for real. Yeah. It was nothing like that's what, that that. that's what people say nowadays. My friend. Everything, instead of that being your boyfriend or your girlfriend, my friend. I'm no, just... no, you don't even, <laughs> don't even trip. I stopped by and we got to talking and playing. And it wasn't like, I'm going to stop by, you know, get a little bit of tap of that. Then we're going to tap that, bam, bam, bam. Then I'm going by my way. Oh. It was just like, hey, oh, what you doing? I can't believe you said about me. I didn't say that. We didn't say <laughs> it was none of that. We were playing around and I don't even remember how it was like just playing and testing like don't you stop. No, don't stop. No, don't stop. No, don't stop. What? And that's why I was like, how did we This is this is PG. But I'm like, how did we wind up having sex? And from no, you quit. She trapped me. She knew one day I was going to try to make something out of my life, so she trapped me. What? <laughs> I trapped you. Oh, no, I trapped her. I had I knew, vision for my life. I knew she was going to be something big, so I trapped her. <laughs> oh, my God. We, we honestly, we were surprised that it kind of kicked off the way it did for myself. we I were did. cool. Because I, I was really... We had really became like homegirl, homeboy, where we were hanging like hours. She watched a day. me get busted by two girls yeah, at the same time. Yeah, because I knew all his girlfriends. Well, honestly, I knew all their girlfriends. You, you know, Kirk everybody. Franklin, Barbara. Everybody knew, they was talking to, even the, the musician Kermit. I mean, Kermit Wells. I, I knew. I knew who everybody was liking because. I was the only girl, and I was hanging with all these she, guys. So she wound up singing with the group, so she was one of the guys. Yeah, so I started singing. So it was like, I was like, and I used to always try to correct them, like, y'all wrong for what y'all doing. And I was like, guys, going to get y'all, especially since we sing at gospel music. Ooh, Lord, forgive us for all the things that we was doing. We confess our sins, Lord, forgive us. <laughs> but it was, it was like, it was really a lot of fun. But I felt like too that I was like the sister, you know, with hanging out with my brothers. But then one of my brothers became like a secret, like lover thing. Which that was a little hidden theme song that we had. It was called Secret, secret Lovers. Lovers. That was a song, but it was cause it was the truth. Nobody knew. Okay, when we decided to hook up, everybody was like, How did this happen? When did this happen? And what's going on? Why did y'all, y'all sister and brother? I think we, we was like, we was like, no, we're not sister and brother, but we friends. We, I've been tapping it then. We, hey, we been, we was closer than close, closer than most. Like we were close, like on top of each other. Close. I, but you don't, that, 
They, Again, this is PG. Okay, this is this is okay, PG, family they, television. Yes, it's grown folk. The grown it is grown people. folk, but still, just y'all know y'all be getting booty. Hey, okay. you don't have to. Okay, come on. PG. I say it was a relationship building because it was that first, was you first. <laughs> it, well, for me, because women, you know, we're really more attached. Now, nowadays, I think it's it's hooking up. They don't care. I was Muhammad but Ali in them. I was I, floating I, like a butterfly and stinging like a bee. Oh, my God. That's what I was doing. That was terrible. I was, you was is. rumbling, young man. Yes, it but was, anyway. It is what but, it is. I mean, but for me, I was being drawn in that I was really falling for the dude. But I still was doing what I was doing, you know, in the shadows, too, because they didn't know who I was. The thing is, is I wasn't telling them that I was talking to some other guys. Because I was out on my own, living in my own place, so. We were living I didn't, with mama. Yeah, I didn't have the rules of, like, they had. So I could go home. I was going home to my home, my apartment, so it was I, a little different. But we was still, it wasn't a commitment. So, and, and we understood that, you know, we was tapping, you know, here and But there. we were still, the crazy, what makes it complicated is. It does, it We sounds, were friends, and it's like. It sounds so. How did you stop by your friend's house and bump ugly? But it was like, but I really like my friend. And I think, and my friend really liked me. Because but otherwise, I, you wouldn't just be. I had, it was something, you know, the goods or something was good or something. Oh, oh, that. <laughs> I said, yeah, something I said was PG, good. didn't I? Yeah, oh something my God. Was good. You it done was, reeled me in. I'm sorry. <laughs> Whatever. I'm sorry, guys. Sorry, everybody. But I just, I was really liking this guy. And I started falling, but I still was acting as just a friend with him to let him know that I didn't. It's like I was still trying not to mix up the, the con- friendship the, with the connection. You didn't want to mess, because I knew she was like a really good friend. Like, but I didn't want to mess up the friendship. But you know, you know. <laughs> this dude here. To the honeymoon. You not gonna be repeat this. You cannot go with David. David goes, don't go so Y'all far. Y'all never heard that? Don't go so far. Okay, they told me don't go far. We have guests in okay, our house. Okay, go ahead. In our home. This, and you're acting This interview like is this. already wet. It is like so far, but I mean, but this is what you get We're when you really hang when you hang yeah. out with David, man. This is what I get 24-7. So I'm laughing at him. I don't constantly. want nobody using none of those. I don't want to hear I I'm putting no. Don't but that's why it's, it's it's really, you know, in our 30 years, it's really it's hard for me to be mad at him because he clowns and something is always coming crazy out, out of, of his mouth. mouth. So it's like, really, it's like, I'm still married to my homeboy. I'm still married to my friend. Yes, it was friends and we were, you know, getting closer than close. I'm gonna keep it So we didn't have a real commitment. We didn't. So my best friend, Nicole, again, we were taking Portia home because Portia had been born then. That's the oldest daughter. Portia's our oldest oldest daughter. daughter. So we were coming home, back home from dropping her off. And my friend kind of went off on David, was like, you know this girl really like you, and you not saying anything, and she's going out her way, and she's helping you out, and you know, because I was like was the, the peace- reason that I was, I was the a- peacemaker with the his baby's mom and him in order for him to see the baby. So it's like, I would go get the baby. And it was my friend doing this, it wasn't my girl. I would go get the baby, I was like, I will be responsible, I'll come get the baby. I'll bring the baby back when I said, like, come on a Friday and bring her back on Sunday. So I was keeping my word, and she was like, cool. So Now, you know when when my baby's mom sees it, she's going to be like, I knew she was giving him some all along. She didn't know that. She She didn't know. She didn't know. But anyway, so after that evening of her going off, Nicole going off on David, we kind of start, we decided, you know, a few days later to go ahead and kind of make a commitment to each other. Then there was a problem, though. Houston, we have a problem. But she had been t- dating this other well, guy. Well, yeah, like, yeah. Prior, you I gotta was dat- go back and tell I was, that. Yeah, prior, I was dating this other guy, and he but was- he he went out of t- he moved out of town to go to the service. So Wid starts. We were spending more time together. Yes, as the friends, as the best friends. friends, and the friendship. Like I was saying earlier, that I was really falling for David. Falling mean I was falling in love with him. Because I was putting all my time and we were spending so much time together, of course. But she was hanging out with my brothers. They were 
and if becoming you, best friends, they, if she was just truly one of the, the dudes. And when you're enjoying somebody's company, it's like, and you see that we had so we was learning we had so many things in common. And I just liked how he even protected me, even as a teenage girl, even with the guys, when they wanted to do all the hearts playing, he was like, hey, y'all, don't do that. She's a girl. You know, you can't just be trying to rough her up and just throw her all around. You and so we had this one problem, though. She was in cage. Yes. So it was like. Well, I was asked if I would marry him. So what happened is I told. Did you see her like try to throw that in there like I was asked? I was okay, asked what? and I did say yes. So if you say yes to somebody. But anyway, you can't what just stay on this that I was on my way to be. You <laughs> See, you can't ever get her to admit that she was engaged. So well, you're it's not be the that first I was because we were, he were was you, out of town and it happened over the phone. Were you engaged? He asked, and what? I said yes. So that means you... I'm just going to let you however you want to fix it. No, you got to say, I was engaged. So, but happened, okay, I fell in love with David. Long story short, <laughs> I was engaged, but when he came home... The guy came home. I now. decided that I would want to be with David versus him. And, you know, that's why you have to read the book, Us Against the World, to get all the other details. Yeah, we won't book. tell you all the details. So you have to get all the other details it, in the book. It wasn't that cut and dry, because somebody almost but got anyway, tricked to the king. And it wasn't me. Wait, what? Somebody almost. With the guy that I was engaged to, you know, he, they kind of had a run-in, and we would be at church when we had this run-in. But that's why you have to read the book <laughs> to get some of the other details. <laughs> You got to get the other details out of the book, Us Against the World. So you know, I'm not, I'm going to have, I have to reel David in to kind of keep him. Okay. But so I won't tell everything. I still want to know what about this running. But that running was at, it was, it's in the book. But she, okay, here. Well, but it, it, the two, it's about the two of it us actually, getting together. Because we decided that after that. We decided that for we were sure going to get together. That but we were going to be together. After. He was in the way and he's. You know, had a few things to say, and I'm like, if you want some, I got some to give, and you know, I called her like, so hey, come. I, and get I just your dude. left. I left them both standing outside. Come get the your dude. Church on the side. Cause so I, you know, I just went back in. I was gonna have no parts of that. Let me tell you what happened. She, she usually would come by the house or something like that to kind of scoop me up. She decided not to this particular day for some reason that I didn't know. But I found out her man was in town and we were having this event. She was singing it. Well, so I come up to the place and her man's there and I seen him. And so I said, like, you need to come out here so you can deal with us. She walked out and seen both of us took right off into the church. Didn't want to have nothing to do with it. So of course, who would? The person who and needs to explain all of this. I mean. Tamla man's quiet, ladies and gentlemen. David Meek person and and so I go out I'm like what you want you know you want some and so I'm ready to do but I don't mind you know like at the time young and dumb you don't mind laying well, hands of course, both at church especially we were at church so it would have been okay for me to lay hands on him suddenly it was not we were at church oh my god I was just gonna pray for him real hard with like a call oh, or a slap palm slap and so cooler heads prevail and we didn't, but you still gotta break this off with this dude, which was the other prop. So, did you break it off with him? I went, yes, to break it off with him, yes. How did that end? It wasn't, I mean, of course it wasn't good. I mean, did he, what, did he cry? Like, I mean, I don't leave. I'm not holding nobody, no. I mean, he was, of course. He was devastated? He was upset a little bit. How did bit. you tell him? I mean, did you just say, hey, He I was got upset some. a little bit. He was like, don't do this. I mean, what did you tell him? The, that I'm going to do something different. I'm going to be with you and... You actually told him that you're going to be with me? Because, yeah. see, I never asked this question right here. You so did. What did you I, tell I him? Did. I just said it now. <laughs> Shoot. That's uncomfort. Yes, it is uncomfort. <laughs> Especially with a camera in your face. Oh, my God. When, when I knew I was going to be with her because I started to feel that, I had started slowly just like... Yeah, he had broken off had, with everybody. Like everybody. I was spending time with her a lot. So I had broken a, off with her. A lot? So you say a lot like it was 
time else in there. If I'm spending 12, 14, 15 hours a day with you, and the other part of it is in school, ain't a lot left for nobody else. I was cold, but I wasn't that cold. <laughs> <laughs> what made me sure about being with David is I had spent so many hours with him. I mean, all of the things, some things that I had prayed for that I really wanted in a guy, I had found in him with just being with him, being around him. We had a lot of things in common. So my heart was with him because I didn't get to really spend, yes, we had started dating, me and the other guy, we had started dating and it was more over the phone and he, cause he was out of town, you know, in, in the service and everything. So- You was, you, you was internet love? Wasn't no internet back no, then. No, no, it was just the phone. So all my time and everything was being put into him and it's like, once that, once he came back, it was like, I didn't feel the same way that I felt. You weren't in love with him anymore? No. Were you ever in love with him? Oh my God. David, you're not doing the interview. <laughs> this dude here. I'm messing with her. She gets so uncomfortable oh, when I say stuff like that. I just that. want, I'm just itching all over my body right now. <laughs> no, but see, I, I, I did because I know even with the engagement, in all seriousness, I knew like, I can't let this woman go like that. So then I shift the gears. I'm like, I gotta do something. I gotta start telling her like, cause you know, I just left it. Okay, we friends, we cool. Oh, you like me, really? Like I was playing it like that. And I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm. But she didn't tell me her best friend that she was engaged. She didn't tell me all this time. She told my brother. Well, we were just, cause I was close to his young She was brother, close to my brother as well. Thielen, she told my and, brother. And he was like, you know, your girl is, is she, about to get married. He came and told me. But this is before it. I mean, but it's 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 so much. We can't put it all in this 30 minutes. <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> okay. What did it take for David to propose? Get yourself, yeah. Propose? Oh, did I propose? He didn't propose. We were driving one day. Okay, what it takes for what it took for David to propose? Yeah. He we were driving one day and I was actually driving. He was sitting in the passenger seat. And just out of the blue, I said, said We're getting married. And I just kept driving. I had no response or anything. And I just went and time I let time pass. Because in my heart, in my heart, in my mind, it was, of course, I was like shouting. You know, I had my holy dance going on because I was excited. But I didn't, I didn't show any excitement or any kind of emotion. I didn't say, I didn't respond or anything. So I'm looking like, I just told you we're getting married. Now, how are you going to tell somebody we're getting married and not ask? So I said, we're getting married. I'm thinking like, you should be like, cool, yeah, we good. She didn't say nothing. So, so of course, I'm devastated. I'm like, time passed. And, and I said, you did hear what I said, right? And I was like, yes, I heard what you said about asking me to marry you. But I really wanted to be sure. And this was, honestly, guys, it was like three weeks had passed before it came back up. So I'm thinking, like, do so, I need to get back in these streets? <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I wanted to be sure that, you know, because a lot of times I feel, because I have seven brothers and I've been around a lot of guys, um, friends and you know just family that I didn't want him to feel like he was being pressured to marry me even though in my heart I knew I wanted to marry him so I said I just want to be sure that you was done with all your play game and everything was out for before I said you, that I would oh you want to make sure I was cool yeah I want to make sure that we both was cool oh okay Okay, I just want to make sure you didn't just put it all on me. No, that we both was cool and that we both wanted this. So that's kind of how, that's how that happened. We were 20. By this time, 20, 21. No, we were 21. No, it had to be before that. Okay. So we were like 20, like late, late 19. No, we were 20 then, because it was the summer. Yeah, we was 20. We were 20. When we decided, okay, this is going to be Be official. Yeah. So so I didn't tell her. I didn't ask her. I told her we were getting married. So then it went on, and we kind of started hanging out again even more. And then... What was crazy, and and, and you're making me think, like, how old? Because a lot happened from 19 to 21. I'm thinking, like, dog, 
It did. It, it, it happened fast. That just fast. made me like. It happened. It really did happen fast. So we just decided, okay, we decided we were going to be a couple. And I was living with a friend girl of mine at the time in Arlington, Texas. And, you know, we kind of had a little run in. So I really didn't have I was a place, to place to stay. So I wound up, you know, I was hanging out a lot because I worked early in the morning and David's mom worked at night. So a lot of times I was kind of sleeping. sleeping over I was sleeping house. over at their house, and eventually David just asked his mom if I could just like live just with stay him. To stay at the house because I had done kind of start hanging out while I was cooking for. We was take I was taking her to lunch to her job. I was cooking for his brother. So it's like we was. She was our mama. We was family. <laughs> I, we just became a family, even though you know it, with our friendship and it just started growing. And I started living with them. Then I got pregnant with my son. Oh, that was like, I, I was living with them and I got pregnant. What did we do? Well, we was, <laughs> they know what we was doing. We was, I ain't gonna say it. We was doing ugly. Yeah. <laughs> everybody, you know, we were 20, everybody. No, everybody else wasn't getting married. No. I mean, but well, we, see, but we, we weren't, we were singing locally, but we weren't professional. Professionally in the music, I was a hairstylist. I had just graduated from cosmetology school, mm -hmm. and I was trying to build up a clientele. And I was a, a, a aide. I was working at a nursing home in the in the kitchen. So we were like, not there wasn't a lot going on, but we knew we had to get our own spot. So that was our next goal: is to get our own spot. But there was this other thing that we weren't. We weren't married. No. So we scraped up, and we didn't have a lot of money. We scraped up $24. No, you're going too fast. Okay, where were we? Okay, because we were living with your mom. Then we just, after work, we decided to, to get to get a place. We asked his brother, Daryl, to be our roommate so we could be able to, because what, what I was making and he was making wasn't adding up yet since he was new, you know, coming out of cosmetology school. Mm -hmm. So we got us an apartment, and I was, I was pregnant with David uh, Jr., and then we were living together, and with us growing up in church and everything, you know, my mom always talked about shacking. We we call it shacking when you're just living with somebody. When you're just living with someone and you're not married, and we were, you know, still getting up, going to church and all things, going through all, you know, our everyday lives and all that. Going to the altar, Lord, forgive so me. So we this had week. went to the altar, and we we, we did it. And forgive me, Lord. But I forgive felt so, you know, it's like we felt guilty, and we had, like David said, we had scrapped up. 20, the $24 to get the license. Now, so, you know we were broke if we didn't have $24 to go get the marriage license, so but we got them. We got the license and we just had them, but we hadn't decided what to do. This one particular Sunday, we went to church and then we said, okay. Pastor, will you marry? And this was like after church, it probably about 10 people there. So will you marry us? I said, yeah. So right there after church, we, at after Shiloh we went, Institutional no, after Church. After we went down to the altar and repented, he was like, you don't want to go back home and I do said, the same I thing. Great, I don't want to go back home and feel the same way. So we went down, we got married after church, and uh, that night, you didn't have, you just said, thank you, Lord. You didn't have to say, forgive me, Lord. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. She's so good, Lord. Thank you, so. We I, was, I was free. You would have to repent. It was freedom in the room. And we were married. We were 21, April 24th, 1988. See, she, she come to, I come with the first half, she come with the second half. April, and that November, we had our first child together. So, it was a shotgun wedding. <laughs> it was not a wedding. It was just a ceremony. It was a ceremony for a real. A simple ceremony. It was of, literally about. Of just word. We just passed words. Yeah. And so, when we got married, everybody was like, really? But when did y'all go together? We didn't know y'all was dating. Nobody knew we were like that. So it was a shock, but it has always, I mean, I don't know, but. 30 even, years later, here we are. Yep. Well, I, I don't know if everybody could feel it or see it in us, but we've been counseling even our early years of marriage. I just, maybe if somebody saw something else in us that we didn't see in ourselves, would a relationship stand together? And it's been 30 years. So, we had a couple kids because so we had Portia. Imagine being 21 and her sister passed, having a 14-year-old teenager. Then I had my daughter from previous argument. And then now we have, yes, I said it. And now we have 
our son David Jr. So why you didn't ask what this argument was about? Since you <laughs> this <laughs> argument, I was like, why would he say argument? Cause that's what it basically. If it wasn't an argument, we'd still be together. It was from previous argument. So. That's what I'm saying. It's an, that's why it was an argument. This is not an argument. This is life. Oh, <laughs> Thank us. you. Oh, my God. <laughs> you what the, the no, nope. but I just, I, I've never understood why he says argument. Yes, tell us. What does that mean? Because it was an argument. It was constant but, bickering and arguing, and it was never. But you couldn't have been, bick you was bickering while y'all was doing it? That was makeup. And then go back to argue. Oh, God. Okay. Well, you asked. Yeah, that's my question. <laughs> uh, figuring out marriage in the beginning. I mean, the rough with the three kids with us at 21, with my niece moving in um, at the, 14. I think the rough part was the financial part of it. It was, but it's we, like we, for some reason. We were always on the ground. We were just like, we, was, we had to do it. We was working with it, and it's like. It's our family, and we have this job that we have to do, you know, and it's like we were just trying to make it fulfill it. Now, now backing up, we both had the same goals in life. I mean, like, my deal was I wanted a family. I've seen some things growing up in marriage that I didn't want, so I, and she knew, like, hey, when it comes to talking my woman a certain kind of way, physical, all of that stuff, abusing, you don't have to worry about none of that. So, you know, she knew that going in that, like, this guy will make sure the family's protected. He's going to make sure that they're provided for. So it was just like, let's get on the ground and make this thing work for me. Yes, that was because you know, it's like, that's what I even, you know, just back up just for a second. I didn't, we didn't have anything, but I just felt that. And I could see that in David, that he had drive. And, you know, and once the kids and all the family part came a part of our lives. It's like he just stepped up to the plate and we just start, you know, of course, like you say, we know we gotta work to make ends meet. So let's both both work. We just grind and made it work. I mean, of course it was, it was rough. And the good thing too for us is she was 14. So we kind of had a living babysitter. Yeah. So she, and she had a heart for kids, even early age. So it's like, we, had a we lot all of people we, living with us. We, we came. It's like we just. It's like she was a part of our puzzle that we didn't know that was gonna be there, and we just all just joined it, and we just looking built, back on we it, built we from just that. we built we from just that. made it work. We grinded. I mean, we were on the grind. And it now, neither one of us have between the two of us. We have zero college credits, college hours. So it wasn't like we was, had these jobs that were paying us. A whole bunch of money. We were just like good stewards of our money. Lord, the grace of God. Show, yeah, you know, show us what to do. do. And and I love for our family because it's our you know to be kind of like the go-to, even early without finances. It's like, but even just Uncle David. You know, everybody called him Uncle David everybody. just to get mom get a word of encouragement. And David has really allowed even after the three kids was there, and then. Later, my mom moved with us. And then I had some of my nieces and nephews were kind of like in and out. He's just really been a big help. And I think by us sacrificing ourselves and our lives and our time, God just saw that and has been faithful to us to allow things for, he's just made ways for us to be able to help take care of other people. You know, before we even knew how to make this thing marriage, call marriage work, we were always a priority to each other. She was always like my priority, like, okay, my attention. And we we figured out through a situation, you know, we, we know the book is Us Against the World, right? But there was a reason that Us Against the World came up. So we're, we're into this married life and we're moving life along and our careers are starting to pick up and we're traveling five years into our marriage, there's a knock at the door. And the knock at the door is... Wait, let me answer that. How we really took, had time, made time for ourselves is late at night we would find ourselves waking up at 2 and 3 in the morning having pillow, pillow talk. talk. Pillow talk. Pillow talk. I mean, when we would wake up, like, I mean, full out awake and just have conversation. 
So it's like that whether was kind of like the day, whether it's about it was the, like our quiet time after you maybe we fell asleep and for some reason we would just wake up, and that's kind of how we commune together, and that happened so much our earlier years of marriage, and then and then so this is kind of how we became we're us against everything else. We get this knock on the door and it's a constable, and I'm like you know. I take pride, I never smoked, I've never drank, I've never been to jail, so I'm good. But there was some other stuff I was doing. Hey, by the way, you have another child. Five years into your marriage. Huh? What? So how do you tell her that there's another child? How do you say? And I'm working, I'm at work when he gets to. Yeah, how do, how do you say, I got another, I'm like, hey, I, I had this for lunch and then I got a child after lunch and baby, baby came. That right there, and so her deal was, I can't do this. Now you gotta split time with this, you gotta have time with baby mama, and you and the baby, and then it's just another something in the equation of life. And I sit down and simply explain to her, I love my kids. Anybody who know me know I love my kids. But my kids come a dis distant second when it comes to her. And I had, I had to explain that to her. It's yes. me and you against the world, yes. against everything else that's ever going to come our way. And I think that day it kind of opened her eyes and said, oh, so like I'm the number one priority. Because I feel like I was going to have to split him. I already had the three kids, you know, living, you know, actually then it was the four kids because Tia came. So we had four kids at home and then... We had the four kids, and then, yeah, then, 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 then the not Tiffany. So it was like, oh my God, what? Are so you it wasn't do? anything that we did. It wasn't the kid we regretted the kids. It was just like, whoa, this couldn't came at a more interesting time because he's like, we're getting life going, and then all of a sudden hit with this, and this could destroy our marriage. But until I explained to her, it's me and you against everything. And else. he did the old sign from I don't know if you remember uh, Star Trek. He did the sign kind of like Spock, where he says, it's me and you, and then it's them. And it's everything and, else. And then I was like, what? And when he did that, it's like something clicked in me, and it's like I reconnected. And it's like my you know, commitment. I felt his commitment to me, not just me and the kids, but it was to me and then. Everything else. You know, so, and it, and it was like, we kind of just soared after that. And then we kissed. We made up. And made some more babies. No, we, we didn't, didn't make no more, more babies. babies. <laughs> no, no more babies. You know, I, I think the way we juggled everything was give whatever is at hand your undivided attention. Exactly. Because you can try to give everything attention and nothing your undivided attention. When I'm we're together, she gets my undivided. We, we know, because like, we traveled a lot, mm -hmm. and when we came home, sometimes we wouldn't even let people know we were home because we wanted to make sure we give the kids our undivided attention. Now, kids outside of the house, we had to, it was trial and error. I mean, we really had to figure it out. It was, sometime it was good, and sometime it wasn't. But we would make sure, and she was really good at this, making sure that each kid knew, like, look, Whatever the need is, if this kid needs, I'm gonna take care of that. Take kid. care of that kid. It doesn't matter. She made sure that I always tell people you have to blend this thing seamlessly, because you can blend your family, but sometimes you can tell, nah, that's not your kid, because that's not your kid, because the way you treat them. She made sure that we blended this thing where it was seamless. So if you were sitting in the house at the table, you didn't know. Okay, you're trying to figure out which kid is, because I don't know, because. If she's gonna yell at one, she's yelling at all of them. Right. If she's giving one, she's giving all. Or this kid, you know, cause our baby girl, you know, she was like, she didn't, she was like, I don't need much. The oldest but girl. But she really did. Mm -hmm. But the oldest girl, I think really a lot of it, even though he was the joint, he's the head. Uh, but I, myself, it's like kind of delegated. It's like, okay, I feel like you need to maybe spend a little bit more time with this baby or just talk to this baby a little bit. Some, I mean, like if something came up, especially if coming from their other house to our house. Me growing up, I was a, what they called a step kid. So I never and wanted- that's something we didn't and use that's, in our family. And that's something we don't use in our family. And that's the one thing I didn't want 
my kids to feel like they were stepped. Cause to step is like you step up on stepping on something. And I didn't want them to feel like they was set aside, separated. I wanted us to be joined as a whole, that we're all one and you're all family. No matter if we do, you have a you may have your mom, but you got this mom on this side. You have, and your dad, it's just one dad. And kids are listening. Tell yes. them about that. Because at Portia, our oldest was like eight years old and we were out and about, because we were still singing before we took off for Kirk Franklin and the family. And I introduced our oldest as my stepdaughter. And she was like eight years old, I'll never forget this. And we got in the car and we were driving and she was like, mom, I was like, yes. She said, can you do me a favor? When you introduce me, can you just introduce me as your daughter and not, you know, your stepdaughter? I just want to be your daughter. And I looked at her, I mean, you know, even though we were riding, I mean, it convicted me that, like he was saying, kids do listen and they're, they're paying attention to what's being said. And I said, that'll never happen again. And that's never happened again. And now people don't know that she's not my biological daughter because I was, I feel like she is because I was there when she was born, even though she didn't come out of me. But I feel like she's you can't mine. Convince, you can't convince can't, Portia this that is not she, a mom. You know, so it's like we really have a tight bond with her being not my biological baby because I feel like she is. So I feel like it's important for the mom or the dad, whoever is, the baby is coming in. Take that word out because you know all the negative stuff that comes along with that. Just take it out. And I'm telling you, kid, when you, I was talking to a gentleman at the store the other day and he's just like, yeah, this is my stepson. I say, try just introducing him as your son. And it hurts me to hear it, you know, so. But it's very important that we, Pay attention to what our kids are saying, you know, when it even comes to the family being blended together. And you want it to be seamless. You want it to, you want them to feel like, yes, you're my child, regardless to, again, if I had you or not. And it's very important to us. And I catch myself even on the road when people introduce them. Oh. I, I stop and I correct people. Yes. You know, the mother is in me 24-7. Don't, I mean, because this baby is listening and they looking, it's just your baby. Oh, these are my husband's kids. Oh, these are my boyfriend's kids. What? Yeah. But you want him to take care of your kids, you know, without all the extra. You just want him to just, he gonna do for my kids, she gonna do for my kids, you know, but you want it to feel even or, you know, balanced out on both sides. And it's seamless. Seamless, exactly. The hardest part, mm. I think of our marriage for us, is wow. us with us working for so many years and traveling on the road with Kirk Franklin and then going into the plays and being gone for so long is being separated from our babies. We felt because like we, we sacrificed. We, and we sacrificed a lot from, from them because we missed a lot of daddy-daughter dances and events, games, you know, just a lot of events that normally if we was home, but we had to explain to our kids early on that you have parents that work out of town. Some of your friends may have parents, parents that, that work, work downtown. downtown. So it's like, that was like a, a hard for us because there are a lot of days that, that we would be on the side of the stage crying that we missed that we missing, this event. We missed the football game because there was one football season. I listened to the entire season on the phone and that was like heartbreaking. And the kids, and, and we don't, we didn't expect them to understand. They didn't understand. Like, right. look, that all they know is you gone. You you out right. of town, you gone. And we felt like we sacrificed some of our time with them in order to make a better life for them. Neither way was wrong, but it was just we felt guilty all the time. Like yeah, for, for years, to- even with them coming teenagers and trying to explain to them, you know, why we did what we did, but it was like you wouldn't be able to be living because we didn't live like y'all living when we were teenagers. We didn't have Nearly, even a smidget of what you guys had at at 12 and 13. I mean, you know, so it's like a sacrifice for us all. But now that our kids are working with us and they have kids, they're understanding it now that you are sacrificing your relationship for the family. But it is, it takes a toll on the relationship sometimes. And it has. And honestly, our biggest argument between us me and David have gotten along and everything we've built, we've built together. But our biggest argument is my weight. In all honesty, that's the 
hardest thing. Not that I have a problem me. with it. I want not y'all that he to has, No, it. that's true. He doesn't have a problem with it. But it's me. I feel like since I've dealt with this my whole life, being a thick girl, I just feel like he can't help me because he you ain't you ain't never been big. You don't know. Did but, y'all watch any of the videos when I first started this? But game? I'm just saying he has I gained weight. But it's different. But you ask that question and just to let That's that been cat, one of the hardest let things. that cat out of the bag and maybe by me saying it out loud and other people hearing it that I'm smashing the devil's face in that this will no longer be one of our well, well you have struggles to you have, because you have to understand the reason that it's a yes. problem. Because, because anything that becomes a problem for, for me, her yes. becomes my problem instantly yes. because I'm a fixer. Yes. And anything that I can't fix for and that's her true. becomes a really bigger and, and, problem and that's for true. me. And I say that to, to maybe to help some other lady or other woman to understand and to really allow your spouse to or y'all to help each other and to open up. So there's nothing, no. Not we, had a, we had an argument about it the other day. I mean, and it was big. I was like, oh my God, are we going to get through this? Leave me alone. So wait, leave who alone? Me. Yeah, I was telling I, him to leave me alone, really. Because I, I want to help her fix it. <laughs> she doesn't want me to help her fix it. Like, look, let me show you how. No, you don't know nothing about showing me how to do this. Yes. Look at you. You can just think about losing weight and, and you start just, dropping. And you lose weight. But so and, it's the, and I felt... But it's my it's my mentality about attacking something yes. that I was like, look, let me show you because I can show you my discipline when it comes to certain things. And she's like, you don't understand. And I'm just you've you, never been this. But I and I yes, just want I people. I just want you know be transparent to let people know they see the outside, but not they don't get to see everything that goes on behind the camera, behind the, the walls when it's just you and that person that, you know, we're not a perfect couple, but we're just striving for perfection. You know, it's like- We're working progress. We're working progress. And, I did, and the thing is, is I'm so for marriage that it can work and not to give up on each other. Because what happens in this life is we quit on each other and you stop. And the thing is, is whatever test or trial that you had, if you didn't pass that test, it's gonna come up again, even if you get somebody else. And that's what I want people to understand that that's why your circle keeps going. And sometimes you really have to look in the mirror that it's something going on with you. Let it begin with you, the fix, before you try to try to fix your spouse. Because a lot of times we want to fix them when really the fix needs to start with yourself. I have to, even in that, that the weight situation, I have to approach her different, which I, because I can approach like the drill sergeant. Hey, you know, dinner, yeah. But we got to change it. You didn't say, you didn't just point at him. But we have to change it. We have to become coaches. Because a coach can tell you, okay, if you do this, this this will be the result. A drill sergeant is going to tell you, you better do this and get this. But so I have to take the coach's approach. Mm -hmm. But you have to be willing to open up and let the coach coach you. Mm -hmm. Look at the Lord. Hallelujah. (laughs) (laughs) For me, my, my deal, even with, with the whole weight situation, it's never been an issue for me. The only issue that her weight came, when it became an issue, it became an issue for her. And her problem becomes my problem. I don't care what it is. Whatever it is or whoever it is, whenever she has a problem with it, I attack it head on and I attack it. And, and like, it's true. Wait a minute, the whole time you've been it's too strong. It's true and I have to, you don't have to get that in my head. So that is like one of the things that I've dealt with and we've dealt with. As our, a couple. As a couple in our marriage since. That we're still, still a work in progress, that mm-hmm. we're trying to work this thing out and figure it out. Mm-hmm. And see, people look at you and think, oh, you got 30 years of marriage and you figured everything out. But no, there don't. are some things that we're still trying to figure out. But I feel like you st- it's still a learning process. You know, you may be a young couple, but there's something that you could always learn. Just because you're old in age doesn't mean that you can't learn something from somebody young, you know? And I just, I just look at it like that. Some other things that we're trying to figure out. Talking. Now, I'm a, I'm a like communicator. And we learned this, even writing the books, just talking for six months. She can really survive on just the answer. Just give me the answer. I don't want to know how you got there. I know it's a long math problem, but I don't want to know how to solve it. Give me the answer. 
And I discovered like, I like the details of it. She's like, no. He want the breakdown. I don't want the details. Just give me the answer. I was like, no, you have to walk through the, you gotta walk through the details. Some things of it. It, it requires, but sometimes I feel like it doesn't require all of that. And that's what we we different. It's agree like agree to disagree. <laughs> see, I, I I like over communicating. She's like, just enough is cool for me. But to me, I think he. I look at him as a man of many words. I'm I'm just not a woman of many words. And when it comes to like vocabulary, you know, that's just not. That's not why I am. You don't like to talk a lot? I mean, I talk when I have to talk, but I don't just sit up and just do a lot of talking if I don't have. I'm trying to learn that because that's what he likes. And that's what you do in a marriage is you do some things, like even when it comes to watching football or basketball. Oh, don't get it. I mean, you you learn, you learn to, you know, at first I wouldn't do any. I may give you a half a game now. Or, you know. A quarter. <laughs> Don't even but, talk about a half but that, a I am, I am, I'm into it. I can tell you more people right dear, now. Dear, Baby, come on now. You're losing. I be, I be, I'm not losing because I'm telling you about people that you wouldn't even think that I knew that's dealing with different stuff. Just, Watching a game does not count if you're on your phone like. But you watch movies with me like that. That's because the movies suck. Mm. <laughs> See, oh yeah. <laughs> That's a matter. That's not necessary. That's not true. I think the basketball sucks. I think football sucks. But you can't say that about basketball and football. Well, you can't say that about a movie. That's what the Lord do in his spare time. Well, that's what he does. He makes movies. <laughs> no. So that's those are that's that's kind of it. But you know, for years too, we used to argue over the TV. But Simple now things. I you know because David was a remote hog. I'm sure your husband may be a ro- uh, one, two, but it's okay. I don't get the remote at all now. <laughs> that's early on in your marriage. Later on, the first fellas, ten, trust me. The first 15 years, he was. But right now, when I get in the bed, I have the She's remote. She's the boss. So thank but, God for But iPads. that's over time. But that's over time. What made us sit down and write the book about, about marriage? us against the world. One, we wanted, you know... The, the title. And we get a lot of people come and ask us when, we, we've been hearing it for years. Well, when y'all gonna do something? When y'all gonna do some music? When y'all gonna write a book? Because we do, we've done like conferences and, and marriage retreats and things like that. So we just and felt we just, like we it was time for us. To share our journey of 30 years. Because, you know, we still, there's a lot to offer from 30 years of do's and don'ts. It's not like 30 years of, this is what you can do to succeed. But we've had some moments in our marriages, in our marriage where it's like, this is not gonna work. And this is ugly. And this and is- And I don't like this. Right now, I don't like you. Yeah, and so, so we wanted to share that journey with everybody, like some of our principles. Like, you know, we one of our main principles is I will never let her outdo me Doing for her, but I really do more. I bet I'm like better she, at I, it. she cannot. I, she, I can outdo. She him. cannot outdo me. So that's how it goes. And like for that. us, divorce. And, and what happens with that is why we say that nothing goes lacking or wanting if you're meeting the need and the wants of your spouse. It means you're putting them before you. So nothing goes. Nothing is left out. I'm sorry, my watch keeps doing some weird stuff. I'm sorry. You got to look at it. Well, I didn't want it to be all on me. See, I get distracted sometimes. That's another thing she loves about me. That's why she married me. And then, oh, one of the main things that we took you put in the book is divorce is not an option for us. I mean, we've had some situations like, you know, well, we new just child, talked about. new child. We just decided divorce is off the table. Whatever it is, we're going to work through it. However it comes, We'll deal with it and work through it. And not saying that it's not going to be painful and we're not going to have situations where it look like it's get ugly, but we're going to work through it. Well, our biggest argument, which we always share, was I was working in optics at Pearl Vision Express. And so... It, and David was doing hair. Okay. So this particular day, he had went to work and came home, and I had went to work. And I decided after work, I was gonna go ahead and go grocery shopping. So I went grocery shopping at the time. Back then, I should shop at like two or three different stores to try to save the best deal. You waste gas. Well, I was wasting gas, but I thought I was really saving since we were on a tight budget. 
So I got home and it was late. So I was like, well, since me, but since it's so late, I'm not gonna cook. I'm just gonna make tuna. So I made a tuna. So we had tuna sandwiches with chips. And mind you, I never ate tuna until I married her. So I didn't really like tuna anyway. But she made me like tuna. So, but it's a certain way that it had to be in order for me. The so, details that I told you, I like the sheep. So I made the sandwich and I actually went and served him, brought it to him and gave it to him. So I bite into the tuna that I don't like that she makes special that I do like. Uh-huh. A special way. I bit it and something was, something was missing. So I was relish. about to walk away. He was like, did you, you put, put any relish? relish in it? I was like, yes, it has relish in it. She so, said, you ungrateful N-word. I did. And I said, ungrateful? You, should, you Why didn't you just get up and put the relish in your... Oh my God. You should call me ungrateful. So it, your mama ungrateful. So it just went, it just blew up over a tuna sandwich. And it blew into everything that we had argued about for the but last I was, but two he, months. But him not thinking, I've been at work for eight hours. And at the time, I was on my feet. And her not thinking it, that I like tuna a certain way. No, but I had one, did all this grocery shopping, loaded it, uh, put it in, unloaded, all this kind of thing. So, this is why we say whatever, whatever you're arguing about, stick, stick with the, the issue. issue. Because that day, everything that we had argued about became part of this dumb tuna argument. To the point to where she said, I'm getting my keys and I'm leaving. I said, no, you're not. I'm leaving. Well, of course, I beat her out the door. I got my keys and I'm going to leave. So I got it and all. And you had my keys. Yeah. I got it. Well, that's the way you do it. You no, take both no. keys. You can't leave. Only one of us need to leave because who's going to be with the kids? <laughs> <laughs> so I got it all planned in my head. You I'm going to get been. to the truck. I'm going to get in my truck. And we had a little gravel on the ground. And when I back out, I'm going to throw rocks against the house. And then when I back, back go back out, I'll throw rocks. And hopefully she's standing on the porch and I can throw some on her. There's only one problem. When I get to my truck, I forgot my starter's not working. And it doesn't just start up right away. So I get to my truck and I slam the door hard in the, at the house because I want her to feel me. I want the whole house to shake when I slam the door. Boom! Slam the door. That was good. I get in my truck. I slammed my truck door, see, put my key how, in. See how long he's taking this? And I put the key in, and it... I'm still pissed off, though. But honestly, it was really funny to me. She comes to the door, and now it's going to try to make a joke out of it, and it just made me even madder. So I stuck my foot out the truck, and I rocked it. I'm still mad. I'm still thinking of throwing gravel and rock on her, and it wouldn't go. She comes out. Lord was looking out for me. She comes out to the truck, and my door... The door to the truck is open. And I was like, give me my keys. Give me my keys. You know, just give me my keys. I want my keys. You give me my keys because I'm in. And she's just blabbing out, just ah, da, da, da. And the truck started. Mind you, she's standing in the door just going, I love it. You get my keys. And so <laughs> once the car started, the door opened and she hit my foot from the clutch and the door hit her. And I don't do the physical stuff. I don't care what's going on. The door hit her, and I just gave her a look. Go in the house now. She just turned around and walked in the house. Then I knew that could have really been bad. What if the car hit her, knocked on the car? It was like all of this. Oh, you was feeling sick. Well, I couldn't tell you that. But it was like, what if the car had hit her, and it had been much worse over nothing? All over something stupid or Stupid tuna fish sandwich relish that, that you wasn't grateful for. No, that's not the point. <laughs> <laughs> well, to have what we have to to keep our couple keep our couple keep our relationship going, I believe is our drive, and we have the same. We're on the same page. We're on the same page that we are trying to reach the same goals. And I think... And the number one thing, you have to, to be, be in love. love. Exactly. You have to like that person because there's nothing like hanging out with somebody that... Because you can love somebody and truly not be in love with that person. I mean, because you can just see them coming from work and like, oh, here it is. <laughs> Go. You know, but we genuinely enjoy each other's company. Yes. And not only do I love her, but I'm in love with her. I would rather hang out with her than anybody else. And that's what makes it work for us, is that we genuinely, we see other couples, they cool, 
as long as he can go spend his 10 hours away from her, 20 no, hours away from her, they can true. do their separate vacations. I don't want to go on a vacation without it. I asked her the other day, do you want to go on a vacation with just you and the girls? Mm -mm. Mm -mm. I said, who going to protect me? I was like, is that all I am? <laughs> it's not that that's all you are, but I just, I don't know. I just, then I will be calling them, then we'll be spending all this time on the phone. But I just enjoy it. I mean, we have such a, this is my best, he's really my best friend. I think and if you're friends, you're on the same page, you're just trying to strive to reach the same goals. And like he said, first of all, that we're in love and we have God at the head of our lives. It's like, I feel like there's nothing that we can't accomplish. And you have to, whatever you base your relationship on in the beginning. That's what. It's kind of, kind of what it's going to be at the end. If you base it on strictly sex, sex, when the sex is no longer any good, then you're going to fizzle out. We based our whole thing on friendship. The only reason that we're together and we were able to stay together or be together is because she was my friend. Mm -hmm. I didn't look at it as, as my girlfriend. It was like, I'm mad at you as a girlfriend, but my friend, you want to go grab something to eat? Let's go hook up and just, just hang out. That's what we based it on. We were strictly friends. But I want to let people know too that it can be done. I mean, whatever that is that you're striving for, it can be done. Your marriage can survive, but you both have to want it. But, you know, it can't be one-sided. You both have to want it, and those things, you know, you can have those things that you desire. And that's what we always ask couples, like, okay, when we're talking to couples that's in trouble, first of all, do you, do you want, want it? it? Do you want it? If one says no, then we're wasting our time because if you don't want the marriage, but if both of them say yeah, okay, let's figure out what the issue is. Always figure out what the issue is and don't let the issue become bigger than your marriage. Nothing is bigger than your marriage. No problem is greater than y'all. You know why? Because it's us against the world, baby. You. You heard me. <laughs>